All right. Well, welcome to Market City Music Club. I'm Jordan. I'm Hammy. I'm Tommy. And I'm Victor. All right. Well, uh, we were just uh, having a uh, really timely discussion before we turned on the mics about what's older, Chocolate Rain or Keyboard Cat. I'm going to look up Keyboard Cat. Somebody look up Chocolate Rain. Yeah, Chocolate Rain. (laughs) Oh, I spelled cat with a K. I'm sure you'll still find it. It did. I did still find it. Uh, it was released on Chocolate Rain was released on April twenty second, two thousand seven. Okay. Okay. So, Keyboard Cat was released June seventh, two thousand seven. So it was right up on each Man, other. Man, I feel like their popularity was two totally different times. Keyboard Cat. It was put on YouTube in two thousand seven. The video was made in nineteen eighty four. Second. Oh, okay. I feel like I heard about that like well, a long time oh, ago. Like it was a thing that like in the early days of YouTube all it was was a bunch of cat videos. And that's why I remember it specifically. Well, it was just home videos. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's true. Yeah. I think necessarily cat videos was the entirety of YouTube at that point. Yeah, you had evolution of dance. That drunk Russian yeah. guy falling off a tractor. The yeah creator of youtube taking his uh daughter to the zoo that was the first video wow oh yeah talking about the the elephants big trunks (laughs) oh by the way um i watched charlie the unicorn the other day for the first time in a long time hold up yeah uh kids these days don't find it funny (laughs) oh no I mean, I'm, I'm not we, super surprised by that. We liked some really stupid stuff when we were kids. Let's be real, though. I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it's funny, but, but you know, I mean, it's still kind of funny, but also a little cringe. Oh, it's a lot more cringe <laughs> than I remember it being. Yeah. The music numbers. Oh, yeah. How did the I mean, music the whole numbers thing. hold up? And it's a little bit more inappropriate than I remember. What? Charlie the Unicorn? Yeah. Did you watch the um, part one of the Charlie the Unicorn movie out? What? what? Yeah, there's the something with that. Um, like back in, I don't know, 2016 or something like that, they did a, <laughs> a GoFundMe, I think, for um, I... for doing a feature film. But then it just kind of uh, fizzled out and they didn't. they haven't finished it yet. I don't. Have we talked about this some, on the show before? I don't we think talked we've about talked about before. our love of film cow on the show before. No. Okay. <laughs> we did on a movie night. Just yeah, not not on the show. This conversation feels familiar. Yeah. So so far on YouTube in the in the film cow Charlie the Unicorn playlist, uh, they have one through four, which were like the original ones. There's a Hot Topic promotional video, and then uh, <laughs> Charlie the Unicorn, the grand finale, and that's like, uh, apparently they have part one and two up that aren't in the the playlist, they're just on the actual page itself. They also okay. have um, a game titled Charlie the Unicorn Dating Simulator. Yep. That's not shocking at all. I haven't kept up with them in a while. I think the last thing I remember seeing... It's probably Detective Mittens. That sounds about right. That, or, or, and then like some of the Spatula Madness. Videos. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't even sure if they were still making stuff on Film Cal. They're still doing something now, but it's like for the most part, basically. Sh- yeah. Um. Or crap posting. I don't know. What to say <laughs> <with> okay. <laughs> <I'll>... <laughs> 
but uh <laughs> yeah it's like it's much lower effort content nowadays that's um was it ever high effort i mean it was flash animation I mean, it's it's lower than that now. They use like they use like stock footage in the background and uh, like like other other stuff like that and just text scroll gags. I guess. I mean, let's be real though. That's like the modern like YouTube meme thing now. Everyone just uses like stock footage and like really dumb text effects and you know zoom in YouTube. No, yeah. So it's I feel like some stuff got really high quality. While a bunch of stuff just went right down a hill. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Well, I mean, look at look at channels like um, MKBHD. I mean, oh my god, the content level that he puts out, his videos are just gorgeous. Wait, who is this? The um, Marquez Brownlee. He does all those tech videos. He films everything. Um, and Linus Tech Tips too. They film everything with uh, like red weapon cameras, like the same cameras they use for like actual big time films. Yeah, but then you've got, like, uh, the Prince family or whatever just putting out absolute nonsense garbage. Oh, yeah. It's, like, worse than the Kardashians. What is the Prince family? I haven't heard of them. Oh, dude, it is straight-up garbage that's complete predatory towards children. Uh, People tried to sue them or whatever, and they were like, we don't make content for kids, and... Then their videos are like, watch our baby do Fortnite dances. Well, isn't it like right now the highest paid YouTuber is that kid that does toy reviews? Oh, Ryan's World. Still the highest, but dude, and that YouTube channel I just told you about, they get 1.7 million views per day. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit. Wow. Without their insane amount of sponsor spots, by the way, without it, they would make. 3 million a year with AdSense. It's crazy how many people like like Molly watches these daily vloggers that just vlog about their kids or their life and what they do and I'm just like that's what and this some is. of them that's yeah and that's all they do and I'm so I'm like how like this how are you getting like and they don't get millions of views either. It's like how are you sustaining this? It's just the daily content. Um if you get daily viewership you do pretty good nowadays. I mean, yeah, I mean, if somebody like watches it, t- yeah. a hundred thousand views a day is a or lot less. Of views. Like or less, or less. I mean, you could live off of, you know, getting like fifty thousand views a day, and you know, uploading ten, twenty minute, low effort like vlogs or other stuff. Yeah, and then back in like, I guess back whenever flash animation and other like high effort animation was really popular, the um, the algorithm favored, you know, these like viral videos. So, well, speaking of this, this actually kind of goes with a conversation I had today. Like, what do you think is harder, being a streamer or a YouTuber? The strictly like, so you strictly stream or you strictly do YouTube? I mean, it depends I'm on sure the content. Being a YouTuber is harder. Like, I feel like in yeah, definitely in general, it's harder. It's harder because you actually to have be a YouTuber to either. Yeah. You have to edit videos every single time. Like, there maybe is some more, like, initial costs and setup with being, like, a streamer. But then after that, it's super low effort. Well, You just click some buttons and you're online and you're making your money. See, I think... That was my argument. Because, like, like you said, like, there's a lot of editing that has to go on. And it also depends on how often you're posting. I know, like, some people, like, some YouTubers I watch that do 
multiple times a week. They say like that's that's the stress. All all of it's just editing yeah. and making sure you even have enough content. I think even vloggers like that's even higher effort, like more work put in than streaming. Mm. Than I don't know. Streaming. I don't know necessarily about that. Well, another another thing. Yeah, I mean, unless you're paying an editor, though. That's what I'm. That's what, a lot. That's what I was about to say. Well. I mean, that's... I think you guys are missing a huge thing there. A lot of these people, and there's a few people who don't. There's a few people who are still like single person operations. But I mean, when you're doing when you're doing like a lot like a lot of these big time YouTube channels, they have multiple editors, multiple writers, multiple people filming. And then when you get to streaming, it's a one person game. And also, you got to think about with streaming, they do it daily pretty much no matter what i don't think there's that many successful streamers that aren't streaming for at least four to five hours a day which i mean you can say they're putting in a lot more work doing editing and stuff like that but they're not doing constant facing the public for four five six seven hours a day i mean that's pretty nuts yeah and yeah and they're both hard to quantify because it's not traditional work i mean it's it's weird work it's not. Yeah. It may be high stress. But, yeah, but it's not. But it's not effort. high. But you also it, have to consider, like the the people. If you have people you're hiring to edit videos, that's that is still part of the the process of the video. That is a difficulty. You're just outsourcing it, and at that point, you probably have to have an LLC and do some sort of payroll with them too. Like, so that's another yeah, level and that'll, in and of itself. That'll so raise if it's employing stress. like another full-time employee or two, then that that's like is a level of effort. It might not necessarily fall on the creator as far as like all the stresses of it, but I mean, as far as the effort of the content, you have a production going now. Well, like think about this too, and it's a lot less prevalent now. But five, six years ago, most of these guys were on networks, and the networks were who were divvying out the payment for like editors and outsourcing that kind of work too. Well, yeah. you know. And the effort that they're putting out is completely different. I mean, so a lot of jobs, like our jobs, are either physically or mentally demanding. But a YouTuber's job is creatively demanding. It's it's your creativity just all getting drained out of you every day. That's the part where you're spending your effort. And for a streamer, it's just like your personality getting drained out of you. You just have to be on all the time so it may not be mentally exhausting or physically but i think they're both just different types of work well it can can probably be like mentally and emotionally exhausting but also in real time yeah yeah like you gotta think about like a lot of them have to sacrifice like relationships or sacrifice a lot of things in their own personal life to get content out because that's the way they make their paycheck yeah but i don't think i I think that's like a a weird argument to make though because i mean a lot of people do that in work in general i mean i don't think that's yeah i don't don't think an extra circumstance for youtubers or streamers i mean maybe streamers yeah yeah, workaholics be workaholics yeah yeah if you stream 10 hours a day or like eight hours a day i mean that's that's like working yeah exactly eight hours a day you know it's i don't think that's a I don't think that's a defining characteristic of the job is, oh, it could take away. I mean, it could, but yeah, a workaholic is a workaholic. I think, I think the big, I don't know. We don't, uh, this is a music podcast. Um, but, (laughs) but I think that, I think my thing, why I think streaming might be a little more taxing is just because 
you're playing a lot of these guys are playing the same thing over and over and over and i would lose my mind if i had to do that and like on top of that like dealing with i don't know the skill cap that comes in with a lot of these like big streaming games and all that kind of thing i don't know i feel like it'd really frustrate me over time but i'm also different yeah. and i don't like being in front of the public very often recording is much easier for me yeah i mean i i guess that makes sense it's kind of also like that, that kind of raises other questions like comparisons between like a novelist and like a newspaper editor yeah or a copywriter yeah, yeah. or something like that yeah like yeah it's just different just different types of things no for sure I mean, most jobs are just hard, unless you work at Target, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Target's the easiest job anyone could ever have. Not a sponsor, by the way. Uh, They sponsor me and my paycheck, so. (laughs) Yeah, uh, go to Tommy's Target, and you will not get a discount. That's very true. Yeah, use uh, promo code, I'm friends with Tommy. Please don't. And they'll probably just be like, he's not here, or he's in the back. Yeah, what or Tommy really probably... loves is when you go and ask another Target employee, hey, is Tommy here? That's his favorite thing. Especially so. if you do it while you're while you're purchasing milk. Um, this is definitely the best way to do it. Um, a gallon of milk a day keeps the Tommy away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so did you guys hear about that uh, music news? Yeah. Did you guys hear about... So Beastie Boys has the sabotage song license and a new joe biden ad yeah i saw that yesterday and i thought that was interesting uh, man so it's weird because for one usually don't license their music yeah in fact they have sued monster energy and goldie blocks for using their music unlicensed and ads right which beastie boy died guys no idea ad rock ad rock so i don't know Adam, uh, Adam Adam yeah that one. Yeah Adam okay In his will he put he per- he prohibited his image or name or any music or any artistic property created by me to be used for advertising purposes and mm. it was used in Destiny but uh, but is it using his likeness really... or is it just using a song that he was a part of image or name or any music or any artistic property created by me to be used for advertising purposes yeah that's what he put in his will man okay so Um, what's happening with these two ads well the other beastie boys just decided it was chill for it to be in the joe biden ad which i mean whatever i guess you guys can do that it's just a will so i don't know how binding they are but it's kind of weird since they have sued other people but my the reason i bring it up is like when did musicians become so boring uh forever i mean come on the beastie boys doing a political ad for like a 70 year old man that's the most boring thing they're supposed to be hard rock they're supposed to be like let's party and I just it's think the, um, I mean, it was the song Sabotage, too? It's it's the yeah. song Sabotage. So. so what are they implying by having the song Sabotage? <laughs> I think they're just the, trying to get Joe like Biden a punk campaign ad. Sound. In the ad, this guy goes, this is Donald Trump's economy. There's no plan, for, and you don't know how to go forward. And then 
sabotage kicks in. Oh my lord! So that's funny. They're gonna sabotage the economy, <laughs> right? But okay. Like, I don't I mean, know. That's a boring sure. thing. It seems that was my phone. Sorry, guys. Uh, wow, professional. So I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, it was just a little bit of a what's punk now, and also it is kind of lame that he was like don't use my stuff in advertisements and they're just doing it and because that's not even the only time his bandmates have done it apparently yeah so it seems like they had they probably had to they i feel like they should have at least asked for permission from the estate like his estate to see if that was cool but i don't know that's very odd yeah are there details on that if the estate was consulted or has said anything about it not in the article jordan Um, posted Okay. No, and I went and uh, I went and looked at another article about his will, and it <sighs> wills in this way aren't really binding. It's not like you can just say anything you want in your will, and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> true or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the dude's dead. Yeah, because it's not like he was the sole owner of the copyright or anything like that. Well, no, what I'm saying is, like, the dude's dead. Just, like... Oh, I get he it. He asked for I'm one saying, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just I talking about like consider- consideration, not the legal It seems like a money it, grab yeah. to me. Not just that ad, but the other two ads they also did with uh, Star Trek Beyond and Destiny 2. While at the same time okay. suing Monster Energy and Goldie Blocks. I don't know. I just think it seems like we're only going to let people I mean, use it when we want the money. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that what all advertising like like use of music and advertising is and always a money grab? And also Destiny 2 and Star Trek uh Discovery are um also uh complete money grabs. So that's kind of funny too. Yeah, but I'm saying like not from dead people. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, whoever created Star Trek didn't say, nobody make another Star Trek after I die. Well, he didn't want one like this one. But we don't need to get into the interest. Yeah, that's the, not, that's not, this is not the time. The Humanist Manifesto and Gene Roddenberry and the current state of Star Trek. Uh, we'll save that for another podcast. It might, it might have been a, a bad example, Star Trek. But yeah, yeah. poor choice. Uh, yeah, yeah. That one's very much not in line with what he would have wanted. Speaking of uh, other poor choices, um, Kanye West is supposed to be a guest on the Joe Rogan Experience this week. I am so excited if this... So this is confirmed, right? Yeah, from what I understand, this is actually happening. Um and he is uh, Kanye is designing the set for the podcast which I don't know what that means cuz I'm pretty sure they're doing like like a Zoom podcast so we'll see what that means um yeah so oh wait so he's designing the set but it's a Zoom yeah I don't know maybe it'll be like real broadcast setup all I know yeah, is yeah that's what I'm thinking all I know is uh it looks like Joe Rogan recently has been doing his in-person podcast from the comfort of his Traeger grill so <laughs> yeah true so he just moved to Austin, Texas, and so uh, he has a whole new set and everything too. 
and because the rules are a lot lenient are, are more lenient with everything going on in Texas and I've I've been listening to him like pretty much every week but this is going to be a very interesting podcast because it's just going to be interesting to see how it goes because it could go that Kanye West just talks and talks and doesn't stop talking or Joe Rogan shuts him down on some things he says because that's what he does a lot with especially if he has people that have very strong views i don't i don't think so and dude. stuff like that i don't so. think he i don't really shut ever down the right shuts word. them down yeah i mean if you listen to the he has for a few people i mean not really he gotta egg so, people on a little yeah bit. he I mean, totally instantly so yeah because he, he gets on the egg zone conspiracy theorists I mean, for sure do you remember but he the did alex get... jones episode he got alex That's jones like stoned out of his mind and alex jones just spewed bull for like an hour and a half it was great but he did get really heated at steven crowder when he was defending the um keeping marijuana criminalized Mm. he like got real pissed and was like like he was gonna fight him well he knows his audience yeah i mean yeah but i mean people people were he's opinionated but i think when you're when you're talking about like major guests like kanye west kanye west is a totally different level of celebrity someone who you just want to hear rant for hours and hours to make as much money as possible yeah he's not diane ream who's just gonna hang up the phone because she's (laughs) aggravated with the person talking yeah and i mean kanye's just been saying wild stuff for like the past what three years so i mean i would say even longer than that yeah so i mean let's just i i honestly this seems like a really this may sound terrible to say but it seems like a really good way for Joe Rogan to make a ton of money in five hours. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, good yeah, on him, sure. too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's been genuinely interested in having a conversation with him for a while. Because yeah, I also want to know. Wild. I also kind of want to know where Kanye West stands in, on his uh, political platform. I mean, he's pretty clear. I, don't. I wish he'd drop I really, it. Yeah, I really <laughs> don't... Uh, give much thought to that yeah oh yeah me either i just want to know what he thinks then okay i mean it's gonna change in a day or two anyways so yeah i mean he can't be that consistent uh remember when he was friends with trump for half a second he still oh yeah talks about him and uh him and elon had some uh had some stuff going on uh like a month or so ago yeah elon like endorsed him and then took it back like a day later dude elon musk is a loose cannon of a billionaire for sure no he's no for crazy. sure speaking of billionaires um, uh someone who's not a billionaire just signed a deal to produce some horror films uh 56 that was a great segue yeah you're welcome <laughs> trying not to trying to fumble through all of them this time instead of just that one but uh yeah 50 cent signed a deal to produce three horror movies and he says, we want to make the movies others are too afraid to make. Who do you sign with? Blumhouse? What? Um, nope. Three Black Dot is the name of the studio, and it, it Eli Roth is involved. What exactly are the movies that people are too afraid to make? I, I mean... am so excited to find out, because we... <laughs> Like, let's be real. 50 Cent has been involved in making some of the most ridiculous things I've ever laid my eyes on. Um, I'm like the I'm 50 really Cent hoping video he game. Ma- 
and Fifty Cent Video Game Two. Uh, yeah, Fifty Cent Two: Blood in the Sand. Yeah, I mean, come on. Where he uh, goes to like Afghanistan and fights terrorists. So apparently, <laughs> he's joining forces. So Eli Roth, the guy who made Cabin Fever and Hostel, um, that's who he's teaming up with. Which, first off. I do not trust the man who created the movie Hostel and 50 Cent to be in the same room with each other making something together. That sounds like it's going to be either gold or an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Or maybe both. Oh, they did, uh, the studio did uh, um, uh, Queen and Slim. Okay. I uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, what comes out of that. I thought that was a pretty interesting. There's a lot of like people that you wouldn't expect getting into horror movies for some reason i didn't realize that that it was sounds such like a... something that's going to be borderline unwatchable honestly but i mean we we watch movies like that at least every other month so <laughs> i mean yeah. i think it's okay true and i'm all for a borderline unwatchable uh terrible horror movie that's kind of the best horror movie i just want a bunch of vitamin water product placement wait was that 50 Cent or Exhibit? Or are they the same no, person? No, they're not the same person. Okay. Nope. 50 Cent had the vitamin water endorsement. 50 uh, Exhibit was Pimp My Ride. Hammy. I know that. I just really wasn't sure if he rebranded or something. Didn't Exhibit do another ad that was similar to like vitamin water or something a while ago? Was it Liquid IV? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I want to find out what that was. Exhibit ad. Uh, maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, and that was I was just thinking of the 50 cent vitamin water thing. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're just wrong. He did a Warzone ad. No, yeah, sorry, I, I looked it up. He's totally not the same person at all. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh not my god. Close. Well, uh, maybe some other people <laughs> Hamilton can't recognize because uh, they're they're not white. Uh, Leon Bridges and Lucky Day oh. uh, just released a new track, All About You, and it is so good um if you guys are into uh r like a r&b inspired little i wouldn't necessarily say neo soul um but leon bridges definitely always putting out really good music and uh this new this new song is uh, yeah you're right i don't know what either of them look like so i could not tell the difference because <laughs> i've oh my lord all right oh, god like if you, as in, like if you show me pictures of both of them, I'm like, I don't know who these people are, so I'd have to guess. Nope. No, Leon Bridges who? and Lucky Fifty Day. Cent. I don't know what I don't know what they look like. So. I didn't, I don't know who they are either. To be honest, though, I couldn't tell the majority of artists. Yeah. Apart from yeah, like, that's the picture. True. Just because yeah, you're usually enough. just listening to them. <laughs> um. Like if you if you. Yeah. Unless they're in like uh, movies or whatever, and like Fifty Cent uh, and Exhibit, Ice Cube. Um, what movie is he in a movie? Uh, I'm sure, well, sure. sure he is. I'm, I'm sure he is. Yeah, I just Fifty Cent's in like a lot of stuff. That's no, yeah. He's in a I, lot of I, things. They're just not necessarily a lot of movies. I don't know what he's. They're just yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it I'm doesn't not gonna matter. remember. Um, they're just both ridiculous, though. and that's why I was thinking they might have both been in. Uh weird ads yeah oh, i just th- i think they're a all bunch like, of movies that i've stuff. never seen oh he's in southpaw that's hilarious that's a fantastic movie I'd... who's in southpaw 50 cent oh i'm pretty oh. sure he doesn't he play himself in that or is he the guy 
Uh, spoilers for Southpaw. Is he like the guy or part of the crew that shoots um, Jake Gyllenhaal's wife? I believe he is the opponent. Yeah, yeah. And it is somewhat... It was either 50 Cent's character or someone like in, in, in his 50 crew. Cent's character's crew yeah. who like, yeah, was a, being a, a, an idiot and pulled a gun like and shot his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Some uh, real quickfire news topics, by the way. Uh, Bring Me to the Horizon announced a new EP, and it is featuring Baby Metal on at least a track, which is super exciting. Uh, their new stuff has been cool, doing like some fun, uh, like electronic kind of mixture in with their poppy stuff. I don't know. I, I like the they're, they're talking about baby metal. Uh, no, Bring Me the Horizon with their new like their new right. sound because they used to be like a um, metalcore band in the 2010s and they've switched to this new kind of like emo pop thing, which is pretty cool. I'm uh, still surprised that baby metal still a thing. I mean, they're releasing a 10 year uh, like greatest hits thing, and they're still probably more popular than all of our favorite bands. So. Um, that's oh, really? Yeah, really? they're huge. Uh, I, I think the last time I checked, they had like s- at, at least over 500,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Um, um, we listen to people bigger than that. I mean, okay, but like my favorite band has less than that. And I think most of our favorite bands. I don't know. How much does Fish have on Spotify? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know about Fish. <laughs> Uh, fish has ooh a, like a hundred thousand less listeners a month. Let me let me look, let's look up. Let me let me but, let me uh, be clear. Let I me look up baby metal super popular. before I like start doing that because they're they're pretty dang big man. They have seven hundred seven hundred and forty one thousand monthly listeners, and their top song has twenty five million twenty five point five million hits. Six hundred. What was fish? 30 something yeah i mean that's a pretty that's still pretty big i mean fish is huge huh oh uh bill callahan has about as many as um as fish by the way wow and uh sophie stevens has uh six million something monthly listeners Speaking of other uh, people that Hammy listens to with names that are hard to pronounce, uh, Caroline Polachek announced Caroline Polachek yeah announced yep. the uh, one year anniversary of her album Pang with a new extended mix of the song The Gate. So I'm sure Hammy's really 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 stoked about that one. Um, I know I am because that song was way too short. Yep. All right. Not uh, not shocked by that. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of uh, weird music, Hammy likes. You guys want to jump into the the album this week? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. Speaking of it's whatever, uh, the album this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, album. The album Hammy is called recommended. Gold Record by Bill Callahan. Yeah, more like old Gold. record. Um, yeah, because he's old. So so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about what you thought about this one? <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, I'm going to start with a story. Yeah. Uh, Amy, I tried listening to this album four times. It doesn't do well in the car. I tried that twice. It didn't do well when I was like trying to work. But finally, tonight, before we recorded, 
I lit the grill and lit a fire, and it was okay. All right. I guess that's when you need to listen to the album is lighting a fire because the music is so crackly, it sounds like I'm listening to the fire anyway. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if you want to hear fine detail on this album, make sure you have uh, a substantial headphone amplifier. It is quiet and so open you feel like you could throw a rock through it. Maybe is most open. Uh, definitely most uh, lo-fi record in a long time. Probably in 20, 25 years. Oh, has he been doing stuff that long? I didn't really look into him very much. Yeah. He's been recording since uh, 1990 with Disaster Records and then moved over to Drag City, um, I think in the mid-90s. Uh, he was previously recording under the the name Smog, like S-M-O-G, um, and was uh-huh. like really like turned some heads for being really weird and experimental uh with like in like the lo-fi and slow core scene and then kind of transitioned to be more folky americana and then um over time went into the style he's doing today which is uh a little more uh, a little more country a little more like it's singer songwriter like really stripped back lo-fi country um, his previous records were not nearly this lo-fi. Yeah, hey, uh, I'm Johnny Cash. The The opening of this <laughs> <Yeah>. album set <laughs> the tone for me to immediately have a hard time listening to this album. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Tommy. I, Wait, what, what made it a hard time? Just the, the first song on... I, I'm just going to go ahead and get into like some of the things that I noticed... Uh, like immediately um so the first song opens with him just saying hi i'm johnny cash which sure um and then it just does this really weird loose slow repetitive track with like his vocals by the way i the one thing the biggest thing i will give bill callahan his vocals are crisp and really good like they sound fantastic in this a little grumbly at certain times but like for someone with such a low voice getting that kind of recording quality and having it sound so dry somehow with such a low voice was actually kind of impressive but like i don't know it felt like to me it felt like this record kind of blended in and it was one song the entire time because it was like the same tone the same feeling throughout the entire record and it was really difficult for me to figure out if I wasn't paying attention when one song ended and when another began. Yeah, yeah that's I, fair. That that happened, yeah, because I was listening to it and I was like, oh, I guess this is... Like, I realized, I was like, oh, this is a totally different song. Like, I didn't even notice. It wasn't until the fourth time I listened to it that I was able to... I had to get out my phone every time and like look and see what is the name of the song. Yeah, there's only one right song that was really recognizable during the record, and that was protest song, just because he kept saying you're gonna get Hoyt over and over, and then yeah. that was kind of the, yeah, I was, was like, a... oh yeah, it's that one. One that always stood out to me was Breakfast, mostly because <laughs> no, that's my least favorite song on the album. Probably mine too. Yeah, no, my favorite song. I think it's either Cowboy or Let's Move to the Country, which ironically, sandwich breakfast. Um, Yeah. yeah, uh, Let's Move to the Country was actually a, 
it was a, a new version on an old song of his that was just the same name, same lyrics, uh, except it says, let's have a baby. And then the original back in 1990, 1999 uh, or 2000, 2001, um, he didn't say baby. He what he was thinking about but he's just um just says it in this uh, recording of it he also was starting to say it last year when he was touring because uh, i saw him live last year touring and he did this version of that song this version is a lot better yeah, yeah this version that's is a, a lot good better song. than the one from the 90s because i listened I... to it like 20 minutes ago and i did not enjoy it as much I really like the 90s version. Um, I think I like the 90s version better, actually. I'm going to have to go check it out because Let's Move to the Country is the only one on here where I was like, hmm, I'm going to move that over to one of my personal playlists, you know? Yeah. It was just, like, I guess for me, like, it was just so hard. Like, I agree with Tommy that the first song was just kind of hard and it really set the tone for the rest of the album. Like, I'm also with Jordan. Like, I couldn't listen to it at work. I had to... I had to like sit down in my house and just sit down on the couch and just listen to it. I couldn't, but I started to enjoy the album more once the song, the Mackenzie's hit, like it was the first few songs were hard for me to listen through. But as soon as I hit, hit that one, the whole album was way more enjoyable for me, man. I do not agree. I feel like, it hit a big old lull because it you're coming off a protest song, which at least the lyrics are funny. And then I I'm I know I know they're not probably supposed to be funny, but like I couldn't get over him saying they are supposed to be funny. okay. The whole album was basically supposed to be funny. I don't know. It, this feels like the kind of this feels like beatnik country. If that is not an insult, like it's really like weird and esoteric and difficult for me to understand. This album made me feel kind of dumb. Um no, he he. Anything that might have been funny, he you can say for certain that that was intentional. Okay, because that, that he was hoping someone would take it as funny or just be confused. I listened to a, a podcast, um, like an interview podcast with him before uh, we recorded uh, about this album, and yeah, he was saying there's a lot of. Uh, I'll quote him saying uh, about a song choice. He's like, "Yeah, that was supposed to just be a what the f- moment." Okay. So, yeah, he did a lot of that. Well, apparently it's made up of old and unfinished songs. Uh, yes, yeah, some, some of them, yeah, like that one was like 20 years old. Protest song actually is about 10 years old. He never recorded it formally, but I think he would tour with it or just kind of toyed around with it. Um, so he kind of released it in this album at this time to be contrarian because... Uh, the the type of protesting that was happening on um late night uh by artist was completely different uh than what you would think of as protesting today so he was also in a completely different like place mentally he was like in a very depressive state back then he was uh doing albums like uh sometimes i wish i were an eagle which is a super depressing album and he wasn't just making an album that was a dad joke Mm. So, because like mm. I, I really started enjoying this album. Like once I heard the lyric, um, "Oh my, just look at the time. It's almost beer thirty. and I was like, "Okay, I'm good. This is that that was funny." 
and I like I get like I don't know like this album really grew on me the more I listen and listen to it and I'm like by like the fifth time of me listening through it I like really enjoyed it um yeah I, I realize now um I realized as soon well actually no I realized as soon as Jordan read it off uh last recording I was like oh yeah this is probably a bad introduction to Bill Callahan uh or slowcore um because there's definitely albums that i think jordan would like for sure um and maybe maybe tommy would like uh sometimes i wish her an eagle if you just want to feel really depressed yeah, it's my thing um yeah so i think jordan would really i think you might like because jordan you like americana or not so much yeah i like americana i mean I okay got my picture taken with jim lauderdale twice yeah he's the yeah. father of americana yeah, you might like What's uh, the album? Woke on a Whale Heart. So that one's a little less... That one's definitely not lo-fi. Uh, and then um, another lo-fi but like Americana album is um, A River Ain't Too Much to Love. And that one has some funny stuff on it too. Uh, but yeah, he hadn't been this jokey probably since, yeah, uh, A River Ain't Too Much to Love or his... Uh, 2000 album uh dongs of uh Savotion. good instead of songs of devotion <laughs> yeah yeah i just found the album hard to listen to in my in the majority of my life yeah and like i said when i was lighting a fire it was actually pretty nice but <laughs> you know i think i think uh, active... but there's a few songs i really didn't like well, two. Okay. I did not like Breakfast at all. Yeah, not a and fan of either, I didn't like actually. Protest Song at all. I thought they were both kind of, like, just boring and long. Yeah, those... Even though they're not long. <laughs> they're not long, but they do feel long. And those two were definitely uh, on um, the bordering skip for me. So... Yeah. Yeah, I... Man, look. Do you, can, do you guys care if I get into my, like, favorite and least favorite song? I feel like... Yeah, go for it. Oh yeah, um, go for it. So this may be a weird pick. I think another song is probably my favorite. Uh, just because it was the only one that picked up with any sort of like fun, I guess. Like it kind of had like more of like an upbeat feeling, and it wasn't so like it wasn't as loose. Like I feel like a lot of these other songs were like we're just playing some stuff, and it sounds like it fits. And that was really hard for me to listen to because I've been coming off of this like, you know, few years of being of diving into like math and prog and stuff like that. So like, <laughs> hearing stuff like this kind of completely hurt. different yeah, speed. Yeah, it hurts you, my brain. You went from like, yeah, <laughs> so. you went you like downshifted to like first gear from like, uh, from in a broken you know, car, Top Gear. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. And then my least favorite song is Ry Cooter. That song. Oh, really? Okay. Towards wow. The, what do you have against Ry Cooter? No, like the person? I don't know who they are, but I know oh, towards okay. the end of that song, there's this section where they are just kind of like jangling on the guitar nonsensically. <laughs> and I did not finish it for the first five times I listened to that song because it was making me angry. <laughs> 
it, I don't know why it frustrated me so much, but there was just something about it that was very difficult for me to listen to. This is a really challenging record for me. I'm not going to lie. I had a very hard time listening to it. The like loose feeling and the like taking the structure feeling away, it kind of took away like my safety nets in music. And I, I mean, I'm kind of glad I listened to it, but at the same time, I know for sure that this is not a record for me. Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, Ry Cooter uh, is a like country folk singer. He actually was part of a trio with Bill uh, Monroe and Doc Watson. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, so because uh, he references maybe not on this record but the last one he res- he referenced Johnny Mitchell but in this one he referenced um Ry Cooter, Leonard Cohen, Johnny Cash, uh Ricky Skaggs. Um he's yeah, so he just liked to mention he spent a lot of time just throwing stuff out there. All the songs were completely disconnected lyrically, but he made them to just kind of all flow together. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of threw random random stuff into the mix of the stories to just be like, hey, here's someone I've been compared to or think is cool and want to reference. Mm. So, Hemi or Victor, you guys got a favorite and least favorite? So, yeah, Raikud is your least favorite? Oh, yeah, right, for sure. Yeah. What was your favorite? I said my favorite was another, another song. song. Yeah, I think it's okay. funny that uh, because that song, Raikud, does start to lose you in the middle, and then it literally references... Uh, and this is where I rank, like wrangle people back in who I'm losing. It's like says something like that. Dude, I was gone. I could not. There's, there's just it was, I don't know, man. And I listen to some weird stuff, man. Like I listen to some like, I mean, may not be like I don't know, may not be as out there. I feel like I don't listen to weird stuff now. Um, a little bit. No, yeah, I. But, no, but yeah, like, I. Damn. This guy. This guy in his like in his circles, like this side of the indie scene, is like very highly acclaimed uh for his uh at least for his lyrics and just kind of being really out there and experimental Mm. uh he was also experimental with the album release uh he for 10 mondays in a row he released one song in order on uh on streaming platforms good lord so that was his way to release the record to streaming yeah this one was definitely weird i am un decided but i'm definitely going to give that other album a chance for sure there was uh, yeah no this one's this one was a horrible introduction to uh to his work it's the most spacey thing he's come out with since probably uh his julius caesar record his like debut like record record i love his voice though it's just that the band isn't tight Oh, well, it's not... I mean, he literally just recorded tough. this during quarantine because he had some old ideas. Or had some new ideas yeah. and wanted... A lot of it was kind of uh, just newer ideas where he just wanted to give an, put an idea out there in a weird way. Did you watch his uh, Tiny Desk concert he recently just did? Uh, I didn't. I meant to watch that, but I, I've seen him live and I've... Uh, you know seen other versions of some of his music so i didn't i was less interested in that leading up to the podcast uh i did buy his book though and i read some of his book uh which is a weird fiction book where it's told from (laughs) it's the perspective of a guy who's uh writing to uh a girl he saw at a party and didn't really say much to but 
he started writing letters to her. And the whole story is just told from that guy's oh, side of the letters. It's like, yeah, it's like his letters, like to this girl he was interested in. And you never get to read her letters, but it is implied oh. that she's writing back. And he just says really weird things. It's like just kind of a weird version of like poetry. And it's like kind of comedic. It's kind of romantic. It's kind of like just like an introspective expression. Um, yeah, so that's that's the type of person he is, and the I've type never of been able stuff to get he puts out there. One of those types of books, the epistolary books. Yeah, is it's a short. It? I I'm not sure, but it's a short read. Yeah, mom's a short read. I gotcha. I mean, I guess for me, what Tommy? What? Oh, did Tommy say, did something? say something? Oh yeah, I made it your mom joke. I'm sorry, I was far away from the microphone. Oh, Tommy, you, uh, we can't hear your mic. Oh no. Yeah. It is really real cold. muffled. I don't know what happened. Oh no! Uh oh! Well, we're having some technical difficulties. Hang on. I hope it's your internet connection and not. Audacity. Does that sound better? As well. Does it no, look okay on Audacity? Good. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting the same levels on Audacity. Oh, okay. It's uh, say something again. Hello. Nope. Went away again. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a little spotty. Disconnect from Discord, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then Discord. just come right back in. Hey. There we oh, go. Oh, there we go. Oh, much yeah. better. Okay, much I was better. talking, so the volume better. on Audacity was the same, and I was talking the same. Yeah, okay, okay that's cool. That's good. It just was the connection. Just your internet connection. Okay, sorry about yeah. that. Just remember around 104. Oh, I'm going to edit it to make it sound funny. Good, okay, cool. So for me, I would say my favorite song is the Mackenzie's. I just I like the story in it. It was really interesting. And like I see what you mean that like he was being he was like trying to be funny cuz there's some stuff in that in that song that just like to me made me chuckle and it was like the turning point for me for this album. Like cuz when I first listened to it I was like this sounds like a guy that just plays at an open mic night on a local coffee shop. And then, which would be great in that circumstance. Yes, it would be great in that Definitely. circumstance. Definitely, yeah. And it really turned me around. And I did like, I read up on him, and I was like, man, like I, I really like this album. Like being honest, like I didn't think I was gonna like it this much. Um, I guess my least favorite, I would say, it's hard because like I think I'm with Tommy with Rye cooter or coder whatever right cooter yeah cooter or as i wander because they're just not as memorable for me like oh I'm really just, I, oh. I can't i, can't, I, can't I really even like think of, i really like as i wander oh, i just can't remember what they even sound like at this point and i've listened to the album five times oh really that one was like one of the more clear ones i i listened to the mckenzie's probably two or three times before i decided to listen in i was like oh this is what it's talking about yeah the the mckenzie's got me like the first time i listened to it with the beat it's beer clock and i was like oh okay let me oh, yeah see what it's this almost is beer about. 30 or something oh, yeah beer 30 yeah yeah like i yeah like i'm really like i'm kind of glad that this was on your list because i yeah i think i'm gonna do a little more deep diving into his discography and stuff Oh, did you mean that as I wander, you didn't know what he was saying or didn't know why he was like, it didn't make sense what he was saying? Because the no, song lyrically I does don't kind of remember meander. how the song goes. Like, it's just, it was, I, I can't recall at all what the song was about or even, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. I mean, yeah, lyrically, he's just kind of... That one is clearly, like, not even really a story. It's just him and his imagination and just kind of talking about whatever. Um, okay, I think my least favorite is probably probably protest song but also breakfast is really up there too and then uh let's see my favorite would probably have to be it's really between uh pigeons and as i wander i think the the the, the story and the message behind like pigeons is just kind of it's kind of sweet and uh it's really uh for me personally just following him for a long time and seeing how like dark of places he's been like in his expressions in past albums uh it's really heartwarming to see how highly he's talking of relationships specifically marriage and uh how good of a place he is like mentally and in life so uh yeah i really i really like that one that was my favorite and uh since it's your album well what do you rate uh i give this one a seven seven out of ten I give it a six, I think, because I didn't, I, two of the songs were skips for me, and then the rest I could hardly tell apart. But, uh, like I said, it has its moments when it can be good to listen to. Oh, it's definitely the type of thing where I mostly listen to it, um, like, while I'm preoccupied. Um, but yeah, I guess I would give it a, about a 3.5 out of five stars. Uh, it's not an album. I would like be like, Hey, go listen to this album. It (laughs) like, I wouldn't just like tell someone to go listen to it, but I enjoyed it. Like I'm, I would still listen to it again. Hammy, I love you, dude. But, uh, I am, and I'm sorry, Bill Callahan, if you ever hear this, um, but I'm giving this a 6 out of 12, uh, 6 out of 12 beers. This is kind of extremely difficult for me to listen to. I, I don't think it's, it, I guess it's not really anything against Bill Callahan. I'll have to give his other music a shot, but the, uh, the this is not for me. Yeah, I mean, he is part of a very specific, like, s- style of music and uh, that yeah, and it's this is a weird intro to it. So no, I, I was predicting all of y'all were gonna give it like a, a five out of ten or a four out of ten. So, uh, you know, I'm happy y'all enjoyed it as much as you did. Yeah, please don't do that to me yeah. again. This was no painful. okay. <laughs> I, I'll keep I'll keep slow core off the menu, uh, and then just this other experimental nah, folk dude, off the menu for a there. while. No, keep don't. It on I'm, there. I want yeah, challenge. You gotta to challenge stuff. us because I, I can't keep okay. listening to the same stuff. Yeah. This is just like yeah. my brain. I hurt. I gotcha. Okay. Oh wait, actually, I did consult my calculator. It's a seven point three. Oh my god. So okay. <laughs> all right. whatever. I, okay. I changed my so, system a little bit, like with my ratings. What have we been listening to, guys? Uh, not a uh, lot of this. Bill Callahan. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I guess it's been an interesting two weeks for me. Uh, I went through... um, I started listening to a lot of uh, Kings of Leon this past week. It's been interesting to go back through some of their stuff. Your sex been Uh, on fire, dude? 
Yes, my sex has been on fire. Gotta take it back down south. Uh, also been listening to um, a lot of, like, K-pop, surprisingly. It was, uh, I used to listen to a lot of it back, like, 2014, 2015, and some of it came back on my Spotify recommended. So I decided to listen to it. And then uh, Travis Scott's new song with M.I.A. and uh, Young Thug has also been on repeat. So I've been listening to a lot of different things this week. Uh, I've been kind of bummed that both Merlefest and Carolina in the fall were canceled this year. So I've gone into Doc Watson this week, Kruger Brothers, that kind of music. A um, little bit of Jim Lauderdale wishing I was at Carolina in the fall. Yeah, but, same here, man. Have they yeah. have they said anything about next year? No. I mean, um, I'm sure they're too early to tell. Yeah, I'm sure. that's going to be Yeah. It's going to be a late decision. Yeah. Oh, and great wreck on the Wood Brothers. Time. Thanks, man. I described them completely wrong, but at least I uh, gave you a, a band that made yeah, sense. Yeah, definitely more southern rock, but I've been digging it. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I need to listen They're to them. Good. Well, um, I've been diving uh, back into my old uh, one of my old favorite bands, Weatherbox. Um, I don't. I guess alt rock, like, uh, is the best way to describe them um they're kind of related to uh let's see like manchester orchestra they play with manchester orchestra a lot i i don't i can't think of any other like related bands i'd have to look on spotify um but i really enjoy their music uh my favorite song that's been on repeat this week is uh pagan baby so that's a uh a good one and uh i've also also been listening to a lot of uh just emo because that's what i do uh jail socks uh has been at the top of my list free throw and uh a little bit of max seal and the new sinai vessel song super good you guys should check that out it is the new single there's multiple singles hang on there's there's a new two new sinai vessel singles um you guys should check them out they're great i think hamilton i think you would like them a lot Say it one more time. Sinai Vessel. S-I-N-A-I Vessel. Two words. Okay, cool. Um, You'll add them to my... Pretty sure they're from North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. I saw them at a house show. Tennessee, my bad. I saw them at a house show in uh, Boone. They played in a garage at Westview House, and it was sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, but uh, super good. They've gained a lot of traction, so definitely give those guys a try. Nice. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to, uh, I did listen to, uh, what was that band you told me about, uh, Tommy? Like, this week or, or yeah, last week? Oh, Lord. I have to look at my text messages. Uh, the one I text you about? Yeah, yeah, I've seen so many people music. Uh, oh, It Looks Sad from Charlotte? It, yeah, It Looks Sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I listened to, to their, to the album, uh once that was a 2018 album um but i was at the gym and it was not the right environment oh, for uh, sure yeah <laughs> to listen to that album because uh, i even said that i was like cool i'll listen to it all workout and you didn't warn me like hey no well i just thought you'd that. figure it out i mean i <laughs> i did but i haven't revisited it i'm sorry uh, yeah i was also going through uh 
some of the obviously I was going back through some of Bill Callahan's uh, discography, but um, also going into uh, finally listened to uh, at least three times for each of these uh, the new Deftones album and the Joji album because uh, okay. I've just been way behind listening to other stuff. Uh, and yeah, those are both uh, really good. Yeah, the Joji album um, was surprisingly good. Yeah, even like, yeah, even the ones that were like uh, with the features that were like kind of just like felt like whatever pop uh, were still like good though. Like it, yeah. that that album had a lot of range, and the first leg of that album was like very consistent and thematic those like new tracks i loved those new tracks was it the first like three yeah yeah uh, on the, like on the album the opening, were like yeah that the they were all they all sounded like uh yeah they all sound like minecraft piano stuff like i mean that like in the best way possible oh yeah for sure like it worked it like sounded really good like it sounded like uh it's like it's like music to like play minecraft to after a breakup but did you see uh, the uh merch drop that he did with all of that stuff the what uh, so he did like this really crazy merch drop with um i did not with uh, the that. nectar no. release so he had okay uh, honey like nectar honey that they released and you could actually buy the honey he released joji spoon which was a great meme um joji spoon yeah, that was a great meme. it's just a spoon that says give me love it's great um and yep. then a ton of shirts which is i mean expected but uh i personally didn't get anything they're actually not crazy expensive they're like 15 bucks a piece uh it's just not my oh that's not bad i'm not an e-boy so i don't think i can pull off the uh the his like aesthetic thing um what about the joji spoon do you eat, do you like eat cereal <laughs> or anything i could definitely use the joji spoon but i feel like it'd be a little weird <laughs> just eat with yeah. the joji spoon um we're gonna have a music spoon of the week here yeah i do actually <laughs> own a spoon from a band um what band would that be what uh, band? there's a band called the world is a beautiful place and i'm no longer afraid to die that is the name of the band um they <laughs> released as an april fool's joke this gigantic like disposable plastic spoon with their full name printed on it and it came with a download they it was an april fool's joke and it said you get the whole discography because it was like five bucks and they just gave you a download download of a song like their newest single or whatever um uh, but it was it was hilarious and i still have it it's uh shout out to savannah for showing me that band oh cool Ooh, yeah. last name sammy or tommy oh, uh yeah to bleep it out i'll yeah. fix it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out to a friend um, who has has have they listened to the podcast? No, there's no way. Okay, let them know. Let them know. <laughs> yeah, let, let them know. Yeah. All right. So, you guys ready to pick next week's album? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Definitely. All right. So this time I was thinking because computers can't actually be random. I'm gonna use a table that was taken from Poker Hands. All right. So it's truly random numbers. Um, okay. First, everybody gets to pick something. So first, uh, Tommy, pick a number between 1 and 20. 13. Aww. 13. All right. Uh, Victor, 
Pick a number uh, between zero and nine. Oh, uh, seven. Seven. All right, Hammy, pick first half or second half? Uh, second half. Second half. So eight, eight. So that'll convert to four, four. And so that's Victor. One, two, three, four. I'm going to uncover it. Amen. Rich Brian. Nice. All right. All right, cool. Well, everybody take a listen to uh, Amen by Rich Brian. Um, It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not the um, Brian Amen, who's a real estate salesperson. (laughs) That's free Because that's the first thing that comes up when you Google it. <laughs> or the men's lacrosse team at the University of Pennsylvania. All right. Yep. <laughs> Not those things. <laughs> All right. Well, as we say at the end of every episode. Goodbye. Uh, Bye, guys. I protest your <laughs> protest song. I protest it, yeah. Yep. All right. Stop. stop. <laughs>